Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Wednesday for those that are here live. Those that are here at whatever time you are, thank you so much for joining. It doesn't matter when you come, happy you're here. Whether you're taking a walk, I get we get some of those, or driving, or watching. Just great to have you. We're inching our way towards the end of the calendar year. We're getting even closer to the holiday season in particular. Hanukkah is right around the bend. It's holiday time. I always love Sorry, I'm not sure what just happened. It's holiday time, and I'm always, I always love holiday time, mostly because it brings with, you can't see me? Can you see me? Can people see me? Now we can. Holidays bring a certain renewal to the world, and that's critical, but one of the most powerful, most inspiring feelings that we have is the feeling of renewal. This is a core Jewish concept, or should I say a core spiritual concept. The spirit, the soul renews every moment. It's a flow of water, if you will. If you go to a river and you look down on the river, the water that you're looking at, if it's a river, is new every time you look at it. You move your eyes back and forth. You're looking at river as it flows. Many ways the soul is that. It is the part of our lives that is in constant state of renewal which means anything is possible, which means tomorrow is a new day. Next moment is a new moment. That's how we live our lives. That's how you can change your life is when you sort of get that, that what you do doesn't sort of define you forever. But it's hard to get that. And so whenever you're around renewal, it's such a, it's like an accelerator. It's such a great moment. I used, I love, this time has that feeling to it across the world. People are, you know, ending their calendar years and getting ready for a new year. And it's such a powerful moment to ride that wave of renewal, to adopt new things, to create new thoughts, to make new resolutions. So it's, it's, it's great to be together and let's hope we can really rock it today. Today I brought my book, my book flow for those of you who are, um, been with me for the past two days. Flow is one of my favorite books of all time. If you can see, I don't know if the camera picks this up. That's uh, too light. This is, it begins for me on page 93, just to give you a sense of how crazy I am, how much I love this book. I bought this book, I don't know, like 10 years ago, maybe more. And I loved it so much that that was before, I think Kindle. I think I bought this book before I got my Kindle. And I used to travel a ton. So I literally ripped out pages because I, I, I highlighted so much that I ripped out pages and I brought to my office and I PDF'd it to myself because I wanted to have it on my screen. So we spoke yesterday about this idea of flow and flow really is the concept that our brains are built to want connection. It's our natural state. It's our spiritual state. Really, if you think about it, connection is, is an interplay between the brain and the soul right? The soul desires connection like crazy. 
but it's a spiritual connection. That's why giving feels better than taking. That's why when you live and you are not alone physically, when you're alone spiritually, you can live in a home with lots of people and be alone. It's empty. The, the way religion, at least, is built is on community because the concept is that spirituality thrives when people are united because spiritually we desire connection. That's why God created us deficient because if we were all completely independent, we wouldn't need anybody. Mentally, that happens as well. We desire connections. We desire for things to not be tense. We hate loose objects. We hate cognitive distance. This is why people don't get into real arguments, to be honest with you. They get into like yelling matches and they look for people that are just like them so that they can confirm their already held beliefs versus look at someone else's opinion and really like spend time figuring it out. This is why it's hard to go through school because I'm constantly being given information that I don't know. And now there's a disconnect between what I knew and what I need to know. And I got to make that connection and it's hard. This is why people would rather leave work than go to work because the newness, a lot of it is just now broken connections. Think about that. Think about going to do something and you, and you don't know how to do it yet. So there's information that you need standing outside information that you know, and that's a, blo- that's a, break, that's a block of connection. So we're always striving for connection. We're always striving for things to be unified. And in doing so, we will give up on great connections in order to settle for any type of connection. That's why entertainment is so powerful. Because, you know, to create real connections in life, I have to really be one with my spouse or one with my friends or understand this very complicated bit of spirituality or of material, whatever it is, or work or book, whatever it is, I could elevate my mind and now be in a situation where I don't understand something or it's hard for me and work to now make that something that is integrated. Or I can give up and sit in front of a screen and have somebody else feed me information that they create disconnect and then they create connections. I can watch a show and they'll figure out how to create a plot that people are, you know, fighting and now there's disconnection and then they get back together. (sighs) Right. Or better, they keep it tense at the end of the show. So now I have to watch the next show and then I'll binge for 10 hours until finally at the end, they'll bring it all together. Right. That's what Hollywood does. That's how Hollywood knows exactly what they're doing. They're not like, Hey, this is a good idea. Right. They're really brilliant people that are behind these screens. But what that is, is a low level connection. Someone will feed it to us and then we'll feel good. It'll feel good because it'll give us that feeling of connection. We've made connections in our brains between the character. So where we went yesterday is this concept that our brains are in in tremendous search for this. 
but in in searching for it we and in needing it we put ourselves in in a bad situation because while we're constantly searching for connection we are overwhelming ourselves with more and more chaos that we are self-imposing only make it only making it harder to get any level of real mental connection and we're taking ourselves out of what we call flow as we want to be successful in what we do we have to recognize that doing is just an outgrowth of our brains and so we have to maintain the fort we have to be guardians of the gate we have to recognize that if i am allowing myself the chaos in my head i won't have the mental power to create the highest level of connections right the reason why i'm constantly allowing myself to scroll on my phone the reason why i'm allowing entertainment to overwhelm my life is because i have been indiscriminate with the information that comes in my mind and i don't have the mental power to nestle up and fight for the greatest and the ultimate connections in my life which is family which is spirituality which is career which is hobbies whatever it is which is my potential in this world there's a reason why i can't accomplish great things and it's not because i'm born not as smart as the person next to me it's because i'm allowing a lot of chaos into my mind and when there's so much chaos going into my mind that i'm putting in forget the stuff that comes at me i don't have the will i don't have i don't have the, the brain power remember we spoke about willpower as a finite resource i don't have the mental brain power to deal with it like i just can't it's six o'clock it's eight o'clock. I don't have it. It's not that I don't have it physically. I don't have it mentally. And so now my doing is dropping down to a level where that's not really who I am. I was born to be great. And I just feel like I'm not. And I don't know why. Well, here's why. Because everything's coming in the city. And there's no control over the borders. And if there's no control over the borders, it all goes. Your house is not the same as Times Square, period. What goes on in a house, fun the, the office has to function. The house has to function. And if, it ha if the doors would be open and would have the same amount of people as Times Square, it couldn't function. People are flowing. Uh, town, a town square and a well-oiled office or house doesn't function the same way because of just the level of input that comes in. And once we recognize that the level of input that I allow in my head is actually hurting me, we start to realize that, wait a second, I am self-imposing mediocrity on myself. I am self-imposing on myself, using my limited attention for everything. If someone says something that I don't like, and I'll, now I'm lost in that conversation for an hour, I'm just allowing someone to just ruin my day. 
If I have a very strong political stance and I spend my morning watching people who are screaming my stance as loud as they can and showing me through whatever that the people that are against me are destroying the world. Okay. Watch the news every once in a while, but if that's your daily diet, you're handing your greatest resource to nothingness. Cause unless you're in charge, it doesn't really matter. The negativity we allow in our lives. I got to say, I'll go even further. Might as well. Cause we're hitting this and we're, we're going to keep on hitting this. Those people in our lives that are just negative. They're just negative. Now we can see the best in them. We can see the greatness in them. Like we spoke about earlier, but at the end of the day, if they're just eating up our time in negativity and we're not going to change them, At the very least, don't let their words penetrate. But we can't, the more you allow yourself to voluntarily place people around yourself that are negative people, and we know negative people, and the, even if they're passive aggressive negative, you know those people? Passive aggressive negative people, there's always something wrong with something. Everyone always has a problem. And of course, it's not like negative, it's always like they're the victim of it. You know, the, you know that rhetoric? Like, you got to hear what happened today. Like, I went to the office, and my boss said this, and then my friend said this. And, and then the next thing you know, like, they're just hiding the negativity through, like, a lens of feel bad for me. If, if you're surrounded by these people, then I don't know how much room you're going to have to, like, do great things. I mean, not putting, not, I'm not saying surrounding yourself with yes men. I'm saying just in general, if we're not the guardians of our attention gates, we're now breaking flow. And we are allowing our minds to go into voluntary chaos. And as our brains begin to grasp for some level of connections, it exhausts us. And now when we're out to do something really big, like change our lives or like add stuff to our lives. Like, I don't know, journaling or healthy living or saying things that really are meaningful to our loved ones, which is going to require a certain amount of effort. We go back to the well and we just, we just don't have it. So how do we get it? So let's begin with my good friend, Mihai Chicksman Mihai in his book, Flow. He gives two, he gives a couple of things. Let's, we'll go through it piece by piece here. There's four basic steps. We'll try to do this today, tomorrow. Let's see how we do. But I would much rather, if it's okay with you, do this slower than faster. Like we don't need to run through this. Like we could just like sip this coffee. Because if we get this coffee right, I think it'll really impact us. For those who have flow, I'm reading out of page 208 under his topic called autotelic self. Remember, exotelic and autotelic. Exotelic means you do things for something else. In our way we talk, your, your eyes are on the have. 
autotelic is when you do things for self. So there's a certain value in the activity itself, right? Just to review, the kids playing in the backyard, some made up game, having the best time ever is an autotelic experience. They're just doing it for the game. They're not looking for a scholarship to a college, right? They're not looking for, for uh, a trophy and, and, and to win, you know, a, a new contract, right? When mom screams out, homework time, and like, come on, ma. And, my, and, and mom's like, well, if you don't do your homework, then you can't graduate elementary school. Then you can't go to high school. Then you can't get a job. And your whole life is over if you don't get math right in fourth grade. And the kid's like, okay, fine. He comes in, does homework. That's called exotelic. I don't care about the homework. I'm doing it for the grade or for the future. So how do you build this auditory stuff? I want you to, I want to read to you. And I want, we, I want to do this for a, few, for a little bit. Such, these words are so powerful. I have them all highlighted and circled. The autotelic self, he says, is one that easily translates potential threats into enjoyable challenges. Listen to these words. And therefore maintains its inner harmony. Somebody who figures this stuff out can translate. That means his brain is built to translate threats challenges into enjoyable challenges right listen to these words they're awesome and he maintains inner harmony a person who is never bored seldom anxious involved with what goes on in, in flow most of the time may be said to have an autotelic self so this idea is that you have built a mechanism that is properly interpreting the challenges in front of you in a way that allows you to make those connections so that you maintain a certain equilibrium. That's what it means to have an autotelic self. So how does it, how does it work? Number one, to be able to experience flow. This is number one. What this will end and we'll start again tomorrow. To be able to experience flow a person, uh, one must have clear goals to strive for. A person with an autotelic self learns to make choices from lifelong commitments to trivial decisions without much fuss and with minimum of panic. Selecting a goal is related to the recognition of challenges. So let's, let's sort of delve into this for a minute. When a person goes through their, of course, there are things that come at us. When a person goes through their day, their day needs to have some mission, some larger goal, something that you're striving for, something that is, in a way, trait-wise, greater. Not because you need someone else to tell it to you. Not that you need someone else to pat you on the back, but because what this is, is an emergence of the person that you want to be. When you have something to strive for, the work along the way feels more meaningful. And the choices you make about what to do and what not to do fit into a much cleaner system of operation. 
if I'm striving for excellence in my job, if I'm striving for excellence in my relationships, if I'm striving for excellence in my spirituality, if I wake up with a sense of I'm striving for something, that setting of the goal, that setting of the path begins to allow me to know what not to do and what to do. Once I have created a meta goal, once I have a sense of what I want to become and I want to adapt into, and I, I buy into it, end in mind, a little bit of the visionary, if you remember going back to the old visualizations, what it does for me is it starts to enable me to fit things in and to say no to things. Now, I'm not saying no because like I'm being mean or because I don't, I'm saying no because I just can't. I, I don't have the time for it. I, I'm going somewhere. I can't go left and I can't go right because I'm on a road and I got to get to my destination. And if I go right and get off the highway, Waze is going to redirect me and it's going to take me another 30 minutes. I can't get lost in this conversation or get lost in that thing or be indiscriminate about all of my brain stuff because I got what to do. And by just allowing myself to be focused on that for a greater good, it begins to allow me to put borders up and gates up around my mind and to know what comes in and what comes out. That's the beginning. We're going to continue this. So think about that today. What are the larger goals that we're striving for? Just watch it. What are the parts of our days that just come at us randomly and suck our attention? And is that or is that not really helping us get to the goals deep down we really want? And once we start to put these pieces in, we'll do it's four steps here. Once we start to put these steps in, what it will do, I hope, is it'll create a clarity on the do, which will allow us to really tap into what we're trying to build, which is this this, this ability to be more eternal, more focused, and accomplish a lot more. All right, have an awesome day. With God's help, we can't wait to see you again in the morning.